Want to be confident when talking about yourself and explaining what you do? Join my free 21-day confidence building course. You'll learn how to construct a personal elevator pitch, learn how to not be awkward in social situations, how to have awesome conversations, among other important skills to help you crush life. Best of all, it's free. Sign up now at freeconfidencecourse.com. From the C Method, my name is Christina Cantors, and this is Stand Out, Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you communicate with confidence and clarity so you can get what you want in business and in life. To subscribe to the show and download the back catalog, go to thecmethod.com slash podcast. Well, hello there. It's Christina here, and welcome to episode 19 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. I've started doing meditation sessions at my co-work space at Hub Melbourne. Now, meditating is not easy for me. My mind moves at a bazillion miles an hour, and it's something I'd like to get better at. In the first meditation lesson, the teacher said, if you walk out of this room being even 1% calmer or 1% clearer or more focused, it's an improvement on where you were before. For someone like me who finds meditating extremely difficult, this was really reassuring. Similarly, I'd like to share these words of wisdom with you in relation to your development as an effective speaker. I'm about to share with you nine public speaking tips that I've learnt from experts that I've interviewed. But before I do, know this. If you implement even one of these tips and it makes you even 1% more confident and effective as a speaker, well, that's an improvement on where you were before. Small steps, my friend, small steps. I've chosen these particular nine lessons because I've personally implemented all of them at some point and they all work, so they deserve to be shared. Again, even if you implement just one, you will make a positive difference to your speaking. Okay, so you ready? By the way, show notes will be at thecmethod.com slash speaking tips. All right, let's get to that ukulele segue. S-E-G-U-E segue. Lesson number one. Thank and applaud the person who introduced you. I learned this from Judy Carter, who is one of the most entertaining speakers I've ever met. I'll put a link to our interview in the show notes, actually. So thank the person who introduced you. This is a really, really easy thing to implement. So let's say that you're about to speak and someone's introducing you. They're saying, and our next speaker is Christina Cantus. She's blah, blah, blah. And then you get up there and then, and then all you do is just say, can we keep the applause going for, for Jim, for, for organizing the event? Yay! And then you all, and then you clap Jim for being such a great MC. Or, or if someone hasn't introduced you, thank someone else. Say something like, can we thank Lisa for help with the catering? Yay! Or you could say, give it up for Mike, the tech guy who got my mic working. Oh, Mike, who got my mic working. And now you can actually hear me. Yay! And just give a clap and just keep that applause going. And this is great because it shows that you are appreciative and humble and that you really, you're really looking out for other people. And plus it gets the audience doing something. It wakes them up, you know, getting them to clap and it creates a positive vibe for the rest of the session. 
And then the person who you're giving appreciation to, they will get warm fuzzies and love you forever. And you might just find that you have an easier time booking your next gig or whatever. <laughs> okay, lesson number two. Start with a story. I talked about this with Sally Coring Zimney in episode 17. Now, when you're writing your speech, start off with the story of how you got to that point. For example, in my Toastmasters speech that I gave a couple of weeks ago, it was about my busking challenge. I started with a story of how I saw an old man busking and he was so terrible I was inspired to give it a go. So it's what Sally would call my origin story. Now, if you're thinking, why a story? Think of it this way. Why do you think movies are so popular? Why do people enjoy reading novels? And why are you itching to hear more when your friend goes, oh my God, you will never believe what happened to me this morning. Because all of these things are based on stories, whether truth or fiction, we can't help but be drawn in and captured by stories. They've proved it, actually, with science and everything. If you want more details, I've linked an article in the show notes about it, about how our brains actually become more active and engaged when listening to a story. So after you've given your applause and gratitude to the person who just introduced you, please, please don't go into the dreadful, thank you all for coming today, or thank you for having me. It's so boring. Besides, why are you thanking them at the start? You should be thanking them at the end for staying and listening to you. Anyway, I digress. Instead, wait for the applause to die down and then just pause for effect and then start your story. For example, when I was 12 years old, my parents took my sister and I on a camping trip. It was something we did every year, but that year was different. Or, when I started working here six months ago, I was put in a team with Matt. I was given the task of reporting to him every week, and about three weeks in, I got the breaking news, blah, blah, blah. Or here's another example. I was having lunch the other day at a cafe, just minding my own business, when, when all of a sudden, blah, blah, blah. Immediately, the audience is going to go in their heads, and then what? What happens? What happens? They'll be itching to hear more. Just a small warning, though. Your story should definitely have a point to it. It needs to relate to the topic of your presentation. Otherwise, your audience will be going, so what was the point of that? So tell a relevant story and then share the lesson you learnt from it or what the moral is or whatever, and then go into the rest of your speech. Easy? Cool. Lesson number three. Memorise your introduction and your conclusion. I can't remember who I learnt this from, probably from a few different experts, but it's something that I've been doing repeatedly and I find it works really, really well. I don't recommend memorising your whole speech because doing this is actually really hard and it doesn't leave any room for spontaneity. For example, if you get interrupted, you'll be like, oh my God, where was I? And it'll throw you off. So you need to be able to embrace spontaneity. But if you can memorise your opening story and tell that really strongly, it will boost your confidence for the rest of your speech. And then memorizing a conclusion means that you finish on a really strong note. So even if you mess up a little bit in the middle or go a little bit off tangent, you'll be all right at the end. You'll always come back to that strong conclusion. And that's what sticks in people's minds. If you only have time to practice a couple of things, 
Do that. Practice your intro and conclusion over and over again until you nail it. And just on a side note, please do not end with, and that's about it. No, that is not okay. Please do not do that. Strong conclusion, and you will be a rock star. Tip number four. Think of your presentation as a conversation. Again, I can't really remember who this is from, so let's just say it's from me. So let's say, and I I get this a lot actually from speaking with other people, people tell me, oh, I'm okay talking one-on-one with someone and I'm a great conversationalist, but as soon as I get up in front of a group, I just freeze. So it's great that you're awesome at speaking one-on-one. Think about this. Speaking to a group is just like having a one-on-one conversation with multiple people. You don't have to be all formal and boring just because it's a, quote, presentation. If you spoke to someone like that one-on-one, do you think they'd enjoy it? Probably not. They'd probably tell you to loosen up a little bit. And yes, there is a performance element to speaking to a group, but acting like your normal conversation self will help you be a bit more authentic when you present. So just loosen up a little bit. You don't have to be super formal. Tip number five comes from Blake Eastman, who I interviewed when I was in New York City. He is a body language expert and he has so many cool things to share. You should definitely check out our interview. It's just packed full of stuff. I could have talked to him for hours, but anyway. So this tip number five, before your presentation, go out and talk to lots of people to warm up. Warm up? You might be thinking, what do you mean warm up before my speech? Think of it this way. If you're about to do a running race or or some sort of physical race or competition, do you just go in cold? No, of course not. That's how you injure yourself. You need to warm up your muscles and do some light jogging, some light stretches so that your body's ready for the intense activity that it's about to undergo. The same thing is with your speaking voice. Think about this. If you wake up in the morning and you are thinking about your presentation and then and you don't talk to anyone because you're so focused on it and then you go in there and you're cold and the first words that you hear coming out of your own mouth is this final presentation, this speech that's meant to be amazing, it's like going for a sprint without warming up first. Okay, so to warm up your speaking voice, just practice, just go out and talk to people. So when you're ordering coffee, have a chat to the barista. Say, how's your day been? What's going on? When you're in the venue where you're going to be speaking, have a chat to the security guards or the staff or go out into the audience, more on that later, and chat to them. All of these things is just warming up your voice, getting into that flow so you're used to speaking. And then by the time you get on the stage, it just flows because you've already been talking all day. So warm up. It's a really, really good tip that I learned from Blake Eastman. And that leads me actually to tip number six, who I learned from Pat Flynn of the Smart Passive Income podcast. And his tip is to mingle with the crowd beforehand. I saw Pat speak at Social Media Marketing World, and he did something that I thought was really interesting. He went out into the audience, before this is before his presentation, And he introduced himself, even though clearly everyone knew who he was, because he's quite well known in in that space. He walked around 
and said, Hi, my name's Pat. What's yours? Thanks for coming along today. And then he'd move to the next person. Hi, my name's Pat. What's yours? Thanks for coming along today. I hope you enjoy it. And so on. And that, I found, was a really good way to just break down the barrier that exists between the spe- you as the speaker and the audience. The other cool thing about this is that it makes you more human to the audience and it also makes the audience more human to you. So if you're thinking of the audience as this faceless crowd, actually going out into that crowd and meeting individuals, even if you meet two or three or whatever, and you learn their names and you have a chat to them, you actually realize, yeah, they're actually humans too. They're real people and they're here to see me. Wow. And then you already have that rapport with them. And then when you get up on stage, you're already thinking, yep, these are people. I'm just speaking to these people that I've just met instead of this faceless crowd. And then they're not thinking, oh, there's that random speaker who doesn't talk to anyone up there. They'll, they'll be like, oh, there's the speaker that ca- we just met him or her. She, he or she's really cool and friendly. And they're already going to like you by the time you get up there. So it's a good way to get more likes. So that's tip six, mingle with the crowd beforehand. Okay. We're up to number seven. Ooh, number seven. I've got it noted down here. Haha, <laughs> and it's about notes. Okay, this is the most effective way, in my opinion, to use notes. Now, sometimes when we're presenting lots of information, I understand we do need to have notes there. Or maybe you do need them as a bit of a security blanket. I totally get it. It's fine. You can still be effective and use notes. Here's a general rule to follow. Speak or look at your notes, but don't do both at the same time. I'll say that again. Speak or look at your notes, but don't do both at the same time. So let's say you're talking for a few minutes without notes and then you lose your train of thought or maybe you can't remember that interesting fact you're going to share. Here's what you do. You just pause, you calmly go and look at your notes, find your spot, and then you look up and resume talking. You don't need to go, oh, I'll just check my notes here. Um, let me see. Um, what's that? What did I write down there? You don't need to do that. Just pause and look. Okay. Now, why am I telling you to do this? Firstly, if you've forgotten your next point or whatever it is you wanted to say, Chances are you're freaking out a little bit, and that's okay. Looking at your notes and then pausing will enable you to gather your thoughts instead of rambling on to just fill the space. Okay, this is an exercise in getting comfortable with silence. Give it a go. And it also teaches you to be less dependent on your notes. So let's say you have them there and in front of you and you're just looking at them up and down, up and down, up and down as you keep talking, you'll just get used to doing that. You'll you'll get used to depending on the notes. So practice doing chunks of your talk without notes and and then and stop and refer to them in between your main points only. You may just surprise yourself with how much you can remember. Okay, point number t- uh, eight, tip number eight. We're getting towards the end now. Eight out of nine. Less is more. 
Now, my architecture peeps will know this saying well, as it relates to design. It was said by a very famous architect called Mies van der Rohe, and but it also applies to speaking, in my opinion. For a five-minute speech at a good pace, that is not too fast, you're looking at 750 words or maximum 800 words. I know this because I just timed it, and 750 words for five minutes, which is 150 words per minute, seems about right. Now, this is not a lot of words. A lot of people try and cram in as much information as possible, but you really don't need to. Having this restriction is difficult, but it's a good thing. Would you rather make or give less information and have your audience remember most of it, or would you, or would you rather try and squeeze in way more information, just pack it in there, and then have your audience remember next to nothing because they're just so overloaded? One thing you can do is to, to help you structure your presentation and reduce the amount of content is to use the rule of three. It's a general rule in speaking and writing and music. It states that concepts or ideas presented in threes are inherently more interesting, more enjoyable, and more memorable. I'll pop, a, I'll pop a link to that in the show notes. Actually, a link to that article. It's really interesting. So if you can, try your best to cut your speech down to three main points, and and bonus, it will help you remember it better too. Now the final tip I'm going to share with you tonight is from one of my favorite speakers of all time, Simon Sinek, who did his famous "Start with Why" TED talk that's had 23 million views or something ridiculous. He was once asked why he is so good at public speaking. And he said, "I cheat. I only talk about things I care about." And this got me thinking. Yeah, how much more engaging is a speaker when they are super passionate about what they're saying? You just can't help but pay attention. And in addition, as a speaker, talking about something you care about is easy. So during your next presentation, try try to talk about things that you care about. I mean, think about it. If you are bored by your own conversation or speech, how on earth can you expect other people to find it interesting? Now, if you're thinking, "But Christina, I have to present boring information for work," yes, I understand. You may be required to present stuff you don't really care about, but you still can add elements of interest. Think about why is this information important? Why should you and your audience care about it? And what would get you interested in this subject? Is there a new way of looking at the information? Can you get a little bit creative with it? And you can you can even say something like, "I know this information is a lot to take in, but the only thing you really need to know about this is X Y Z, and this is why it's important that we X Y Z." Another thing you can do is to tell a personal story that explains the information being presented. Pretend that you're chatting to your mates and getting really worked up about something. This is a really good way to get people engaged. So, in this final tip from Simon Sinek, go out there, be passionate, be excited, and only talk about things you care about. And that is how you cheat at speaking. So there you go, nine speaking tips from the experts. 
to round out this series on public speaking. If you haven't already, listen to episodes 17 and 18, which are also based on this on this topic of speaking. Now, if you're driving and haven't been able to take notes, you can find links to the interviews I mentioned at thecmethod.com slash speaking tips. The song that I have learned on the ukulele this week, it's a new one, it's Loveful by The Cardigans. Yeah, good fun. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, hit me up on Twitter. I would love to hear what you think, or maybe you have your own speaking tips that you've learned that you'd like to share. I am at CJ Canters. That's C-J-C-A-N-T-E-R-S. Just tweet me and say what you liked or what, what other tips you've learned. I would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I really hope you've enjoyed it. Have a fabulous week and I will see you next time. My name's Christina Canters and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.